Hey, welcome back to the Addicted to Healthy podcast, your one-stop destination for all things health and a kick-ass life. I'm Laurence, a certified nutritional practitioner, health coach, and host of Addicted to Healthy podcast. So today I'll be talking about acne, cystic acne, and how it's linked to PCOS. So I have a lot of experience with this topic. I had really bad skin for as long as I can remember, starting in high school, and which just got worse and worse, which developed into cystic acne when my PCOS started to flare up, which really went on for about five more years of just so much frustration and pain and not understanding what was going on. And it was just really frustrating not being given any answers or solutions. It really affected my emotional health, my self-esteem. So I get it. It can be really debilitating. And I really hope this episode can help you and give you some action steps to take in healing your acne. So what is acne? Acne occurs when pores become clogged by dead skin cells, resulting in the accumulation of sebum, an oily substance that's produced by oil glands. So cystic acne is even a more severe type of acne in which the pores in the skin become blocked, and this leads to inflammation and infection, which can lead to redness and the whiteheads, etc. So there are usually two routes that doctors take when it comes to acne. It's usually the birth control pill or Accutane. And so birth control is very common, especially with teenage girls who start seeing acne and they're usually given that to help with their their breakouts. And this is what I was given um, as I also read a lot about it and it seemed like it really would help. And it did help at the beginning, but then it just plateaued and I didn't see any results after that. Um, and this is quite common. So it works well to clear acne initially as the synthetic estrogen suppresses skin oils and excess sebum. And the skin becomes used to these hormones. So when stopped, things can really become disastrous when you go off the pill. So a lot of people go off the pill, especially without preparing their body for it. And they can see breakouts even worse than before. And this can happen because you have an androgen rebound occurring because you suppressed your natural hormones for so long. Synthetic hormones aren't the same as natural hormones. So when you come off, then this can just create such an imbalance of hormones that results in acne and other symptoms. So usually the first three months going off the pill are the hardest, but you can do it in a way that minimizes symptoms, especially acne and supporting your body Um, Birth control also depletes many minerals and vitamins, such as zinc and B vitamins. And these are really important for skin health. So really important to be supplementing with that if you're on birth control. And as I said, birth control also suppresses your natural hormones. So this can result in different symptoms if you go off it, because it's not the same as your natural hormones. So you want to be mindful of that. And so really supporting your gut health and your liver health will be really helpful if you're planning on going off the pill and you want to minimize any symptoms. As a birth control also depletes the microbiome, which is your healthy gut flora, which is really important for immune function and skin health and overall health. And so the second one, Accutane, is really problematic. It's usually given in really severe cases of acne. And the thing is, it does damage your DNA. It can cause serious problems like IBD, so gut problems, osteoporosis, liver failure, birth defects. It uh, can also cause depression by damaging the hippocampus part of the brain. 
uh, destroys gut health, which is crucial, as I mentioned, for skin health and overall health and immune function. And usually when you take Accutane, your doctor monitors you, especially for your liver function. So this in itself is already problematic and saying a lot. So I definitely don't recommend Accutane as an acne solution. It's just going to promote problems in the long term and damage your health. And it's really not addressing the root issue. Birth control and Accutane as a cover-up for addressing acne is not going to address what's really going on. So it might be helpful for a little bit, but it will probably um, produce problems long-term and it's not going to address why you have acne. So if you stop it, you're probably going to get your acne back um, and maybe even worse. So the three areas that I really wanted to address when it comes to acne and skin health. So the gut is the first one. All disease begins in the gut. You've probably heard this before. For any health concern, this is always the first place to start. This is always where I start with my clients. If you don't have enough beneficial bacteria, if you have intestinal permeability, if you have colitis, if you aren't absorbing nutrients properly, if you aren't expelling toxins, there's going to be trouble. And the skin reflects what your health is like on the inside. So if your eliminatory organs aren't functioning properly, this can show up by the skin. And the skin, as I mentioned, also needs certain nutrients, like many vitamins and minerals to be healthy. But if other areas of the body um, needs them beforehand and they're depleted, then your skin won't be using them. They won't be getting the nutrients. So the first thing would be to remove inflammatory foods and allergens. So anything that your body is reacting to and anything that's causing inflammation is definitely going to be something that you want to experiment with and remove. So inflammatory foods really commonly for acne are dairy and gluten. Some other ones can be soy and corn. Um, and allergens, these can be different for everybody, obviously, but those ones are the main ones. And specifically, gluten and dairy have been shown to be problematic for skin and usually really helps help um, clear the skin when you start taking them out. So supporting your body with gut healing foods like plenty of vegetables, bone broth, sea vegetables, stews, soups, fruit, those are all really great for um, supporting your skin. So obviously whole foods and staying away from the packaged products and fast foods. Other things I really like adding to my regimen for my gut health and also affects the skin is lemon juice. So putting some lemon, just squeezing a bit of lemon into my water during the day, having some lemon water in the morning to start off really helps kickstart your digestion and your liver function and helps detox. Apple cider vinegar, also great for stimulating stomach acid production and assisting with your digestion. So in some water before meals, that's really great. And then aloe vera, pure aloe vera juice are taken from the plant as the gel is really helpful. It's really soothing, anti-inflammatory, so it's going to be really helpful for healing the intestinal tract. And you can also use aloe vera gel to make sure it's the pure kind without all of the additives and chemicals in it uh, can really, really be healing for your skin topically. And so you really want to address your gut because, as I mentioned, it's really the foundation, foundation to your health. And healthy gut lowers generalized inflammation overall, which will also lower androgens, which are problematic and can trigger acne. Especially with PCOS, androgens are usually high. So number two would be addressing inflammation. 
So women with PCOS are more prone to inflammation and specifically chronic low-grade inflammation. And acne is an inflammatory condition. So you definitely want to be lowering inflammation. So the first step would be removing inflammatory hydrogenated oils like canola, safflower, sunflower. These are highly processed. They're oxidized and usually GMO. Removing inflammatory foods, like I mentioned, dairy and gluten are the top ones. Dairy contains insulin growth factor, which spikes insulin and inflammation, and this prompts excess androgen production. It also contains exogenous hormones and antibiotics that damage the gut lining and builds up excess hormones that need to be eliminated in the body, and usually your body is already overburdened with all of these toxins. They don't need this additional input, so that's just going to build up the, the tank even more. And the other one would be gluten, of course. So amylopectin A in gluten triggers inflammation and can spike insulin. Gliadin found in gluten is also problematic and can trigger intestinal permeability in the intestines. So when your organs of elimination are overburdened and sluggish, toxins and inflammatory compounds will start to show up through your skin, which is another organ of elimination. So you definitely want to be supporting your digestive system, your liver, to make sure that everything's being eliminated properly and so that's not coming up to your skin. So you want to be adding in the anti-inflammatory foods, the leafy greens, the bright colored vegetables, the omega-3 fatty acids like fatty fish, um, and then kelp, turmeric, extra virgin olive oil, green tea, sweet potatoes, berries, and meats, always organic, always choose them organic. As I mentioned, the exogenous hormones and antibiotics, we want to be avoiding those and avoiding the anti-inflammatory compounds. Lots of livestock are fed GMO corn and grains, and this is just going to promote inflammation, and that's not, you're going to be eating that, so it's not going to be helpful for your skin, and that's just going to be creating more inflammation. So definitely always choose your meats organic, grass-fed, pasture-raised. Another one for inflammation would be stress. Stress does increase inflammation in the body. It increases cortisol, it spikes insulin, and increased cortisol creates a shift in the balance of good and bad bacteria in the gut and on the skin. And this can stimulate toxins being released under the skin. Stress also inhibits diffusion of nutrients through the cell walls, which suppresses the immune system and starves the skin. So stress is another one to definitely manage properly by addressing inflammation, that's really gonna help. And the third one, balance your blood sugar. So this is definitely one that I saw make a huge difference in my skin through my eating habits and supplements, balancing blood sugar, and it makes sense since PCOS is really well, really well related to um, blood sugar and insulin resistance. So it does make sense that I saw a lot of change addressing that. So acne is driven by insulin, which causes inflammation, and sugar worsens insulin sensitivity. So we're obviously going to be avoiding sugar for best results, especially for skin. So you want to ditch the processed and refined foods. You want to focus on the whole foods. You want to avoid the sugar and refined carbs. Make sure you're including healthy fats and protein at all meals to balance out your blood sugar and keep it stable. Insulin also increases insulin growth factor, which increases sebum, inflammation, and keratin, all things that increase acne. And the high androgens that result, especially things like testosterone, triggers acne, which triggers the excess oil production. 
So it's basically a vicious cycle of spiking your insulin and having crashes. And obviously for other reasons like hormonal balance, this is just going to be a catastrophe. You're also going to be hungry a lot. You're not going to be getting the right nutrients in. You're going to be worsening insulin resistance, which is going to increase androgen production, which is going to increase acne production, and it's just going to keep going on and on. So definitely addressing the blood sugar is crucial. And I definitely saw a big difference with this in my own health. Hey guys, just taking a quick break to talk about a product that I'm really passionate about and to extend a promo code out for you. So if you guys follow me, you know how much I love adaptogens and Four Sigmatic. They have literally changed my life from coming out of the womb as a stress ball and insomniac. I now sleep like a baby, even a hurricane wouldn't be able to wake me up. And I stay energized throughout the day without relying on coffee or five matcha shots. This was my life, no joke. So why Four Sigmatic? Why adaptogens? So these adaptogens help your body respond to stress, they nourish the nervous system, and they help balance out cortisol, giving you the energy you need without the jitters. Awesome, right? So check out Four Sigmatic and use the code Laurence for 10% off. The link will be in the show notes. So welcome back. I will be talking about some supplements now that I took for my health that were really helpful for me with my acne. So the first one I want to mention was omega-3 fatty acids. So you can find these through the diet, of course, but usually people don't get enough through their diet. So you can find this as a vegan supplement through algae source or from fish oil. Always make sure that it's a high-grade quality fish oil that does testing and it's from a good clean source and from smaller fish like mackerel and anchovies. So omega-3 really helps reduce inflammation, which is really going to calm the breakouts and acne. I found that I do try to add it in my diet as much as possible, but with inflammatory conditions like skin conditions like acne and eczema, usually higher doses are needed to get that therapeutic effect. So I definitely recommend looking into a good quality one, though, and making sure you're getting at least 1,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA. Second one would be myo-inositol. So this one was really helpful for me. I think it was one of the supplements that gave me the biggest improvement. And this really helps improve insulin sensitivity and resensitize your cells to insulin. So as I mentioned, for blood sugar, especially with PCOS, it's going to be really crucial for helping with skin in general. So this one was really helpful for me, taking my own inositol um, morning and night. I take it in powder form. I've taken it in pill form. There are many brands out there, um, but it was definitely something that was really helpful for me, especially dealing with the cystic acne because it's really, really linked to insulin resistance. And then NAC and acetylcysteine was really helpful as well as it improves detoxification function in the liver. As we mentioned, if you're not eliminating toxins properly, if your liver is sluggish, then it's definitely going to show up on the skin. So this is great for really improving the detoxification elimination pathways. B-complex, as I mentioned at the beginning as well, um, depleted by birth control, really important for skin health. It helps regenerate and renew skin cells. as They provide the energy for our cells. Especially B6 prevents skin inflammation and overproduction of oil. So I would get a B-complex vitamin. 
Um, many people are deficient, especially if you're not getting a really good balanced diet, then I definitely recommend trying out a B-complex in the morning with some food. Zinc, another one depleted by birth control and deficient in many people, keeps androgens in check, supports the immune function, reduces keratin production, which helps open up the pores, kills bacteria and promotes healthy hormone production. I think it's really important for PCOS as well. And it's really helpful, especially for gut health and just lowering excess androgens. Another thing I really want to mention was essential oils. So I've experimented with essential oils over the years, especially making different topical solutions. And I've definitely seen an improvement with, with my skin. I was always really scared of having oilier skin because I re had really bad oily skin, um, especially during the worst days of cystic acne. Of course, my diet and lifestyle really helped a lot, but I found that by using good essential oils that my skin really became more balanced and less oily. So using good quality essential oils will not make your skin oilier. It's actually going to do the opposite as when you have really dry skin, your body overproduces oil. But if you start using topicals like jojoba oil or argan oil, then you're not going to have that problem. So don't be afraid. Obviously, always looking for good quality ingredients. Um, and well-sourced oils. I really like doTERRA. They're a really good quality company, really good sourcing, and I trust them 100%. So I've definitely been experimenting with that. So I like making different serums. It kind of changes. Usually the main ingredients, I will be stating them. So these are usually the ones I, I use on a regular basis. So lavender is definitely one of my favorites. It's really helpful for me for stress as well. It's really relaxing, but it's also antibacterial, anti-inflammatory. It helps stimulate the circulation, helps reduce redness, and it's regenerative to the skin. And it also smells really good, so I love it. Tea tree is one I've been using for years, especially as a topical for acute breakouts. And always dilute it because it's really, really strong and you want to put it in a carrier oil. So it's antibacterial, it's antifungal, it's antiviral, anti-inflammatory. It also helps regenerate damaged tissue. So I find it's really helpful when I have a breakout coming. And it really just helps reduce the pain as well. Frankincense, amazing oil that has so many purposes, really healing to the body. It's anti-inflammatory, antiseptic, and helps stimulate the immune system. Peppermint, really cooling and soothing to the skin. It's a natural cleanser. It's antimicrobial, helps on clogged pores, and has a cooling effect that helps reduce inflammation. And I also think, obviously, it smells really good, at least to me. So when I add it in with the lavender, I have a really nice smelling serum. So those are some great oils that you can play around with and use in a serum. I really like using jojoba oil and putting some rosehip in there as well for acne scars. And this is, um, jojoba is a great carrier oil that you can add these oils to, and that's going to be really healing to your skin. So I want to mention some questions that came up about acne, and I'm just going to address right now. So with PCOS specifically, high luteinizing hormone, how is it? connected to breakouts. So with PCOS, there's usually quite high LH, so luteinizing hormone, compared to FSH. And it really prompts the ovaries to release androgen, which results in symptoms like acne, like I mentioned. 
And insulin resistance is also linked to higher levels of LH, which will explain why this happens. So LH, when you do have high LH, this makes sense that it's gonna result in acne because of the insulin resistance and the androgen factor. So things that you can do definitely would be to experiment with inositol, so that's gonna help with the insulin resistance. The omega-3 fatty acids gonna help reduce inflammation and regulate insulin sensitivity. And exercise is one of the biggest ones that can really help with insulin as well, and blood sugar imbalances. So what if your blood tests are normal and you have acne? What does this mean? So there could be many reasons for this. Um, first of all, what kind of tests are you doing? Are they complete? Are you doing the full panel? And it also depends on, for instance, with hormones, where are you in your cycle? Did you do it um, on different stages of your cycle? So it really depends on what you're looking at and what kind of test it is. But Tests can't really indicate everything either. There's some other ones that can really help you find out more, such as urine tests, saliva tests, etc. So there can be variations to the blood test, um, and it really depends on how complete the test is as well. There can be things that don't come up, like viruses, pathogens, toxins, heavy metals, um, things that can be slowing down your digestion and liver. So there are many things that come into account, and then there's also the issue about normal versus optimal range testing. So you could be told that your blood tests are completely normal, but why do you have these symptoms? Why do you feel crappy? Why are you having all these problems? So the standard normal ranges that are usually used by most conventional doctors um, really indicates in comparison with the rest of the population. So they're basically designed to identify disease states only um, and not really looking at where you have to be to be in optimal health. So you're basically being compared to most of the sick population and you're not being compared to having optimal health, um, being without symptoms, having good blood sugar, not craving, um, having energy, sleeping well, having good mood, etc. So we really want to be looking at the optimal ranges because the whole point is to have optimal health and feel good and not have symptoms. So that's also another factor. So your blood test may be coming up as normal, but this is a pretty wide range, so you really want to be looking at the optimal ranges, and that's usually where the um, alternative medicine comes in. So the optimal ranges are really going to be showing you where you are in regards to where you want to be. So for me, I had this. I had all of my blood tests come up normal, but I was having symptoms, wasn't feeling that great. So I was actually not in the optimal ranges though. So we found that I had B12 deficiency. We found that I had some gut issues, that I had adrenal fatigue. So that can be something that's coming up for you if you're having blood tests coming back as normal, but you're not feeling good. They probably are not in the optimal range. And what about healthy fats and acne? Can they be related? So too many fats can definitely overburden the liver, which is really important, as I mentioned, for clearing out toxins and excess hormones for skin health and hormonal balance. So if your liver is sluggish, this will affect the whole digestive system and definitely show up on your skin. So try to include more veggies and berries and maybe lower your fat intake, especially animal fat, and see how you do. Especially if your digestive function is poor, 
if you're not making enough bile to digest the fat, if your liver, liver is sluggish, um, anything like that can definitely affect your skin. So I definitely experiment with that and see if you do better with a little bit of a lower fat diet and then try to heal your gut with the different modalities that I indicated in the podcast and then see how you do with that. So definitely experiment with that. Healthy fats, as I mentioned, are really great for balancing blood sugar and really important for health. But if you aren't digesting them properly, you might be eating too much or you might need to work on the gut, see how the liver is doing, etc. So as we end this podcast episode today, I just want to announce that I do have one-on-one coaching spots available for any women out there who are struggling with their PCOS who want to learn how to manage it naturally and to thrive and to get rid of all those nasty symptoms. So if you are interested, you can definitely check out my website. The link will be in the show notes or you can send me a message. I would love to get in touch with you. I'd love to support you. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this was helpful. And if you did like it, I would absolutely appreciate a rating or review on iTunes. Thank you so much, guys, and I'll see you for the next episode.